for the second time or you're a returning guest, uh, we just love to say hi to you really quick. Shake your hand, give you something really special we've put together especially for you today. You can do that at the welcome area as well, all right? Hey, uh, listen, Summit, you are in for a, uh, a treat today. This is an awesome uh, experience that we've had, and man, I can't uh, wait to see what God has in store for us today. We are blessed, honored, we're privileged to have Jeff Sinners and his wife Lexi, their whole family here with us today. Now, if you don't know uh, Jeff and Lexi, uh, they're, they're, they're sort of like local celebrities, um, I believe, and, um, and so it's, it's kind of a really big deal that they're here, and so Jeff Jeff is the lead pastor and planter of Riverland Church. I'm not going to tell a lot of their story because I want Jeff to share with you uh, just what God has done. And it is, it is an amazing story, just how God, they were here and God led them to plant that church and everything God has done. I want you to hear about it. And uh, Jeff is just going to jump right in to the series that we've been in called Spirit. And I can't wait uh, for you to hear what Jeff has for us. Man, so many people were telling me after the first service today, this is awesome, man, what God is doing here. I can't, uh, I, I need to hear this again. And so the response from the first service was amazing, and so, man, I can't wait to see what God does here. Uh, let's go ahead and pray. Jeff, would you just come up here, man, so I can pray for you, and, um, and we're going to pray, and we're just going to ask God to speak to us today, and uh, man, Jeff looks good in this jacket, guys. I'm telling you, man. Wow, I need to get one of those, and so uh, it's awesome. All right. Hey, let me pray for you. God, I just thank you for, for Jeff, Lexi, their whole family's here today, and God, I just thank you for how you're using them. Uh, at Riverland. And Father, I pray for that church, that God, that church would just continue to make a kingdom impact, make a kingdom difference. God, the gates of hell can't prevail against that church, God. And I just thank you for what you're doing there. And, and just the word you're speaking through Jeff here today, God, open our eyes and our hearts to it. And no matter where we are, God, if we uh, if we've known you and we've fo been following you for years, or if we're just trying to get this whole Jesus thing figured out, we got a lot of questions, we don't know where we're at spiritually. God, open our hearts and eyes. Speak to us today. And we give you the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Summit, hey, let's amen. welcome Jeff today. Come on, come on, give him, just give him 30 seconds. Come on, give Jesus your very best. Here, 10 seconds and break stuff, right? Right. How y'all doing this morning? It's great to see you this morning. It's great to be here. Hey, how about we just take a second and can we just honor your pastor? Y'all have a great pastor here. Can you put your hands together for Mark Combs? Yes. You. Come on. Come on, Summit. Oh, come on. Honor your pastor. Come on, give it up for your pastor today. You got an amazing leader here today. You're like, Jeff, you're killing me. You made to stand up and sit down. We're doing calisthenics in here this morning. Well, it is great to see you. It's great to be here. My son's here. Jaron's here. So proud of him. Uh, 
Phoebe is back uh, with my mother-in-law back in Dry Ridge. Uh, she did not get to uh, be here with us today. My lovely wife is here, Lexi. Many of you all know her. Uh, she's here with me today. Glad, so glad that she's here today. It's great to be back home for those of you. Some of you all know me. A few of you may not know me. Uh, uh, like Mark said, my name's Jeff Centers. I am from the greater metropolitan Vico area, otherwise known as Sassafras. Come on, where y'all at? Come on, so many great things have come out of Anco, Kodak, Montgomery Creek. Where y'all at, George's Branch? Come on, GB in the house. Come on, where y'all at? Telling you, world changers come out of that part of the county, but it's so great to, so great to be here today and so great to, uh, to just be with you today. It's always great to be back in the mountains. You know, it's funny, wherever you are, you live at the beach. They go to the mountains on vacation. You live in the mountains, you go to the beach on vacation. But it is so great to be here uh, today and uh, be part of this series. You know, I love, I'm fired up to be here. Love talking about the Holy Spirit. Uh, when Mark texted me and he said, hey man, can you come preach for me? And, and uh, he said, we're in this series, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. We just did a series on this not long ago. And today I want to show you a few things. Hopefully maybe you'll learn something today. But, you know, if you're new here and if, you know, this whole, this is new to you. You know, you've never been, you know, to church that like had drums and like electric guitars and all that. And more, more importantly, you know, the Spirit of God that just moves and people respond. I mean, you know, it's a blessing just to be in a place like that. Where, where there's this culture of grace here, and I love how Mark is just leading you in that today, and, and I just love that you're talking about the Holy Spirit, but, but can I be honest with you today, the Holy Spirit, I think, has got a branding problem. I think he's been, I think he's got a bad rap. I think the Holy Spirit has just got an image problem today. You know, we're good with God the Father, you know, we get that. You know, we're good with Jesus, you know, cool with some Jesus, but now I don't know about no Holy Ghost. I don't know about no Holy Spirit, you know, it's kind of freaks me out. Kind of reminds me of a story. There's a guy one time that he said, he said, you know, I'm having these nightmares and I got these fears. He said, I'm just, I think there's a ghost under my bed or there's something. He said, I'm just, I can't sleep at night. So he goes to talk to his psychiatrist. He says, you know, well, I can, I can help you with that, but it's going to be, you know, three visits a week, $80 a visit, you know, a couple years. I think we can work that out. He's like, man, I'm going to have to... I have to think about that one, you know, I don't know. So, so he goes home, you know, and he, he goes home and he tells his, uh, he tells his neighbor, he says, uh, he says, man, I got this problem, you know, that's what the shrink said. He said, man, I can fix that for you. It's no problem at all. He said, wow, really, you can do that? He said, yeah. He said, I'll fix that for you. So he, he you know, he helps him with that. He's, and so the guy's always walking down the street next week, runs into the shrink, Walking down the street, he says, hey, man, he said, you never did come back. Did you ever get that, that problem, you know, you dealt? He said, oh, yeah, he said, I got that fixed. I told my neighbor about it. My neighbor come over, and he said, oh, yeah, man, I can fix that for you. He said, well, how did he fix it? He said, he just came over and cut the legs off my bed. He said, there ain't nothing under there now. <laughs> I think that's funny, y'all. I'm sorry. But how many of you know that um, in life, that we can't do this thing on our own. We need a guide. We need a helper, right? The Holy Spirit is that guide, that helper. You know, he's a, he's a person. He's the third person in, the, in what we call the Trinity of God, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God's Spirit. And it's here now with us. When Jesus went back to heaven, the Holy Spirit came in his place, and now he can be everywhere. And, and I, I, I'm just so grateful. I never, would have, I never would have left here. I mean, we had a great life here. We we, we, just, we just loved it here, and everything was going great. No reason to do anything, really, or to move anywhere, but there was something inside of me 
that years ago God had put in my spirit that I was going to be in, in full-time ministry. Now, that just, all that means is I'm in full-time ministry. That just means I get paid to be good. Y'all are good for nothing. I'm sorry, y'all. It was bad. But I knew there was something down in my heart. God was just calling me to something, you know, something else. And I just kind of kept that in my heart. I just kind of kept it. You know, Jesus can speak to you like that, and then he'll tell you to just kind of put it away for a while. You know, he's sneaky like that, sneaky good sometimes like that. And I just kept that in my heart until I started sensing that God was calling me to something else. I told my wife, we need to pray. I was like, I don't know what it is, but it's big. I think we're going to be moving I don't know, and I went to Alaska on a men's retreat with just some connections I had while I'm up there in the service, sitting on the front row, worshiping, praying over some kids. God spoke to me the loudest, clearest voice I'd ever heard. He said, you must go to Charleston. I'm giving you a father's heart. I knew two things from that. I knew, number one, God was not calling me to Charleston, West Virginia, not that there's anything wrong with that. I knew it was Charleston, South Carolina, because we'd been going on there on vacation. Never dreamed that I would move there, but God told me to go there. And then number two, I knew that meant that we were supposed to plant a church. There's a problem. I don't know how to plant a church. I didn't have any money. I didn't have any people. I didn't know how to do anything. But I knew one guy who had started a church, and his name was Mark Combs. So I became his stalker, right? I just aggravated Mark, just called him. Just like took him to lunch, bought him a ton of tacos. You know, tacos will loosen you up. You know, they, they loosen you up. They get you talking. You know, and, and we just talked and talked. And I just, he, you know, he told me some great stuff, told me some books to read. He just kind of got me started on this journey and just helped me with it. And, and now he actually, he serves. He served our church. I asked him to be on what we call our overseers board. I have a, I have a group of guys that kind of just help me navigate stuff. And Mark serves on that overseers board. He came down and preached at our church, I think it was a couple summers ago. He served us so faithfully and so well in that, in that role. And I'm just glad, you know, to, to know him and to see what God's doing here, man. At Summit, it's incredible. You got this nice new facility. More importantly, though, lives are being changed. And so we just, you know, we just went on this word, and we were only there five months before we started the church. You know, we didn't know what we were doing. We, we got this movie theater, and uh, it's in a great location. And, uh, you know, our church, yeah, it does smell like popcorn, but if you're okay with that, you can come. And so being the great negotiator that I am, so I go in there, and I tell them, okay, here's how this is going to work. We're going to do church in here on Sunday, and I'm going to let you guys show movies the rest of the week. They're like, great, sounds awesome. Where do we sign? So we got this deal worked out with them, and we go in there every Sunday morning, transform the place into a church. Saturday night, it's debauchery all over the place. Sunday morning, people are giving their lives to Jesus. Amen. It's awesome. Most comfortable seats of any church you'll ever be in. It's incredible. But uh, we just prayed, you know, and we believed God, and we fasted for 21 days, and we just believed God. January 26, 2014, we launched our church. 284 people came the first day, and 19 people raised their hand to give their life to Christ. Day one. God did a miracle. It's powerful. It's incredible. So we've just kind of gone from there, and God's just allowed us to see hundreds of lives change, people baptized, people serving, people, people in groups. And now I get to coach new church planners in that process. And it's just, it's just I've just seen God 
by his Holy Spirit, do an incredible thing. And somebody as unqualified as me, Mark is right, I am a local celebrity. I'm D-list, but I am a celebrity. No, I'm just kidding this morning. Everything you see on my life is just by the grace of God. And some of you that know me and grew up with me or whatever, you know that it's just by his grace that I am what I am. And isn't that true for all of us today? Just by his grace. But today, I, I just want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit a few minutes. I want to show you a few things that are some parallels that I think are really cool. I taught this to our church back last year, and then I want to share it with you. You know, the Holy Spirit has been here since the, very, since the second verse in your Bible. The second verse, Genesis 1, verse 2, it says, The earth was formless and empty, that, that darkness was over the face of the surface of the deep. And what's there? The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. That God's Spirit has been here since, since the, the beginning of the creation of the world. That it's always been here. And if you look at that word, if you study that word Spirit, now what your Old Testament, in your Bible, your Old Testament is written in Hebrew. Okay, That was the language of the Israelites. Your New Testament is written in Greek. Most of your New Testament's in Greek. Old Testament is in Hebrew. So this is from the Old Testament. And so that word spirit in Hebrew, it means ruach. Everybody say like you got some popcorn hung in your throat, you got to hock a little bit. They say ruach. Not roark, ruach. <laughs> Just shout out to Montgomery Creek right there, some fine roark people up in there. But it's ruach. And you know what that word ruach means? Ruach means a blast of breath. It means a powerful wind. It means the very breath of God was moving over the face of the earth since the very beginning. Well, and then in the New Testament, John 6, this is what Jesus said. Same thing, New Testament. But he said, these words I have spoke to you, they are what? Say it. They are spirit and they are life. That word, though, in the Greek means pneuma. Everybody say pneuma. Pneuma means, same thing, it means a blast of breath. A strong current of air, a strong breeze. This is the New Testament word for the breath of God. See, we don't have a good word in English to even try to capture the Holy Spirit. To even try to, try to explain what the Holy Spirit is in English. We don't even have a good word for it. We don't, we don't even have a word for it. So they use this word spirit or Holy Ghost to describe what is the breath of God. So what I want to do, let me take just a minute here on the front of this, and I just, I just want to kind of parallel some things in the natural. Let's just look at that word wind. Let's just look at what wind does and some characteristics of wind and how it kind of parallels the Spirit of God. I think you'll think this is cool. Number one, the first characteristic I want to show you is that, number one, wind is unseen. You can't see it. You can't see the wind. You can see it moving the trees, but you can't see the wind itself. You can see it, you know, blowing dust, and you can see the effects of the wind, but you can't see the wind itself. It's, it's unseen. Jesus in John 14, 15, 16, he was getting ready to leave, and so he talked about the Holy Spirit over and over again to his disciples. John 14, he said, I'm going to ask the Father, and he is going to give you an advocate or a helper and look what this helper is going to do. He's going to help you, number one, and he's going to be with you forever. Help you and be with you forever. And he called him the spirit of truth. And the world cannot accept him because, watch this, the world doesn't see him. 
He said, but you know him, and, and he lives in you, and he'll be with you. And if you're a believer today and you've asked God's spirit to come in to your heart and fill you, then you know what I'm talking about today, that, that you know God's spirit is here. Even though you can't see it, and maybe you know we can see the effects of it. Is there anybody here today, can I just say that, even though you've never seen God, you've never seen His Spirit, you just know He's real because He's done something incredible in your life, that He's just changed you, He's broken addictions, He's broken bonds, He's broken fear off your life. You can't see it, but you can see the effects of it. Amen? It's powerful today. The second thing about wind is is not only can you not see it, but it's unpredictable. Wind is unpredictable. You never know where it's going to go. I love this verse in John 3. Jesus answered. He said, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell from where, is, where did you come from? Where did you go? Cotton Eye Joe. Where y'all at, everybody? <laughs> so it is. <laughs> so y'all think he wrote that song. Jesus wrote that song. Y'all didn't know that, did you? So it is with every one born of the Spirit. You can read your Bible cover to cover. There's only one time that a burning bush spoke to a man. There's only one time that a Red Sea parted. God does whatever He wants, however He wants, whenever He wants, whether we like it or not. And I'll tell you why I believe He does it. Because if God did the same thing and we got the same results every time, we would worship the system rather than the creator of it. We're not worshiping the system. We're not worshiping a a model of ministry. We're not worshiping a church model. It's not a summit is great, but we're not worshiping the church. We're we're worshiping the one who this church is dedicated to and who can have his way. It's, It's unpredictable. And I've seen God do some pretty crazy stuff, stuff that blew my mind, stuff that in the natural I would never go and do what I did. And some of you, you know that God spoke to you, and you've had to do some stuff that really naturally didn't make sense to you at the time. But you did it because you sensed God moving, and now you're seeing those blessings in your life. The third quality of wind, let me, sh- let me show you this third one, is that wind is also very powerful. Wind's powerful, and the Spirit of God is powerful. That the same, the same wind that can power a city can also destroy a city. It can tear it down in just seconds. A few years ago, some of you may remember this, uh, Back, uh, I don't even remember what year it was, but I, some of you may remember the tornado that hit Joplin, Missouri. It was, a, it was an F5, and it, it literally, I've watched video of how it formed. It formed in about 20 seconds. Went from nothing to an F5 in about 20 seconds. It was three-quarters of a mile wide, and it went through one of the most populated parts of Joplin, Missouri. It's been the most deadly tornado in our modern era since the 1930s. 153 people, Mark, lost their lives in this tornado. It's incredible, powerful. When that happened, I just sensed God calling me to do something. So I I drove down to Richmond, Kentucky, bought an enclosed trailer, brought it back, went around town. Some of you all put supplies and money in that, made an announcement at our church, threw about eight or ten people in a Suburban, and we drove to Joplin, Missouri. Now, I did not know how far Joplin was from here. (laughs) Had I asked, I may not have gone because I was almost in Nebraska by the time I got there. But we got there, and it was incredible. There were boats hanging in trees. There was mattresses in trees. There were uh, trees that had been debarked. You know what I mean? Just like stripping everything off of them. Hospital was hit. 
Walmart was down. Glory, did you, how do we live? Walmart was not even open. <laughs> but it was incredible, the power. And we, and, I mean, we were just, when we pulled up in there, I mean, we were just all in silence of how devastating and the power of wind. Well, I know the same God that can do that, the same God that, that lives within you has the power to break anything you're facing this morning. There is nothing that you're facing this morning. Nothing you're facing that's more powerful than God's Spirit. God can break any addiction. God can break any fear. God can break any chain. God can break anything in your life right now that is holding you down. God's more powerful. The Bible says, He that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. And His Spirit is powerful today. And this last one, this may be my favorite is that wind is not only it's unseen, unpredictable, and it's powerful, but it's also refreshing. It's getting hot. You know, thankfully it's cooled off a little bit, but in the dog days of summer, I know some of y'all, y'all like that remote control on that car, and when it's hot and in the summer, you like to hit that bad boy on, cool that car down a little bit, get out of that heat, you get in there, you're like, oh, turn them vents on me, baby, turn it up high. Some of y'all, when it's hot, you like to go outside, you know, you feel a nice cool breeze, you know, blowing on you when you get kind of hot and sweaty. It's nice to have that cool breeze. And you're like, oh, that feels good. It feels good, baby. feels good. But it's, you know, it's kind of weird that like if you're in here and you feel something, you say, ooh, that feels good. Oh, what? What'd you feel? I didn't feel nothing. What'd you feel? Did you feel something? I didn't feel nothing. In here, it's kind of, it's kind of weird, you know, like if we feel something. Now, I'm not saying that we can base our Christianity on our feelings that we can't run on our feelings, but sometimes it's good to feel what you're running on, amen? And that you can feel God's presence. And that our hope is, and I know it's Mark's heart, that when you come in here, that you just don't experience church, but you experience the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's what you saw this morning. That's why people started, were drawn to prayer and drawn to worship before there was ever even, I was even getting up here to preach. That God's Spirit just draws. And the Bible says that you can't even come to God unless His Spirit draws you. The wind is powerful. And so today, I just want to challenge you today. And as I close my message, and that means absolutely nothing, but <laughs> preacher joke, sorry. But as I just kind of turn the corner today, I just want to invite you, if you would, to just consider taking a deep breath. Everybody just, just take a deep breath right now. Just take a good deep breath. Just, just take a deep breath. That God wants you today, if you would be so bold, to pray three prayers. I've got three simple prayers today that I would love for you to pray. If you would be so bold and if you desire God's spirit. I did, I looked this up and I found it on the internet so it has to be true. Is that, did you know if you live to be 80 years old, you take 673 million breaths in your life? If you live to be 80, you'll take 600, almost 673 million breaths. What a, what a tragedy it would be to take 673 million breaths in the natural and never take one breath of God. That's the opportunity that we have every moment. Every day, every hour, every minute is to breathe deeply of God. Just to inhale you some Holy Spirit. Now, don't be like Bill Clinton. I done went political on y'all, messed y'all all up. Remember Bill Clinton? Some of y'all, you teens, y'all don't know who Bill Clinton is. Bill Clinton said he never inhaled. 
Come on, y'all. Where y'all at? Y'all know what I'm talking about this morning. I don't want you to be like him. I want you to inhale. I want you to breathe deeply of God. So y'all been reading your Bible, haven't you? And that part where Paul, it said Paul got stoned. Y'all, y'all, it wasn't that kind, okay? Just so y'all know. Just Mark, I'm sorry, just work it out later. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't it good to have fun in church? Amen, to laugh a little bit. I mean, praise God, we're blessed here. My son's here. He's leading a Bible study this summer for his football team two days a week. My daughter just got back from Peru from a mission trip. My wife's here worshiping with me today. She's leading a Bible study. I'm one blessed man. I'm just curious, is there anybody here blessed today besides me? That God has just blessed you so much. Just grateful for him. Just, just, just every day I'm just amazed by what he's doing. But today I just, I'm just asking you to just to let go of your fears. Just to let go, just, just would you just have an open mind? Just, just be an open book today. Because I know the Holy Spirit is, you know, for some of you, it's, we've, we've messed it up. You know, for some of you, you, you talk about this whole spirit-filled and Pentecostal and Holy Spirit thing. And, you know, on one end it means you wear no makeup. And on this end it means you wear a whole lot of makeup. I'm pro-makeup, by the way. And I think Mark is too, I'm not sure. But... Um, But, you know, we've got this whole thing out of whack, you know. And I, I cannot tell you today that, 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 you know, on one end of the spectrum I, I did, I grew up in a church that it was very much, no, we don't do that here. Uh, we just, you need to keep that out of here. And then, and then I went to another church that was fire-breathing Pentecostal. And then if you didn't have that, you were less than. And can I just tell you today that neither one of those are right? Neither one of those are right. So I'm just saying, I'm just asking you to be open today. I'm just asking you to consider just going, just, yeah, you may have to, you may have to set your pride aside today. I went there, it's okay. You may have to set your pride aside today because if there's anything I've learned, that sometimes it takes, hum, humility is the only thing that can get you out of what pride got you into. It takes Humility. To really serve God, to, to hear from God, to be led by His Holy Spirit every minute, every hour, every day. You can't go completely on your feelings. You be obedient and your feelings will follow. Feelings follows obedience. So just be obedient today and just your emotions will catch up. But today I just want to share with you this verse that really challenged me when I read it. In, in Eugene Peterson, he has this paraphrase. It's not a translation. It's called the message version. I read it sometimes. Proverbs 3, 5, and he says, trust God from the bottom. Everybody say, the bottom of your heart. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure everything out on your own. Some of you here today, you've been, you're trying to figure it out. You're, you're overthinking it. There's, there's situations you're dealing with. You're, you're, some of you, you're, you're blocking your miracle. You're thinking it to death. Some of you are just, maybe you're just not being obedient. 
that God's speaking to you. He's telling you to take a step. He's telling you to, to do some things and to step out, to join a group, to get baptized, to, to, to give your heart to the Lord, to whatever it is. And some of you, you're just, you just can't do that. You're just, you're just holding back. You're just not trusting God. And when I read this, it just really challenged me. Because today, can I be honest with you? I'm facing some things. And you're facing some things. If we're honest, that you can't fix in your own strength. You can't fix it. There's, no, there's not enough money. There's not enough time. I could give you money. We could buy you cars. But we can't give you one more moment of your life. And there's things that are, in, that are out of our hands. They're too big for us. That we need God's spirit and God's power to save us from. And so when we just trust him from the bottom of our heart, we just ask God to, to fill us. We have to go to the bottom first. And I love this verse, and I never really understood this verse, if I can be honest with you. I used to read this verse from Matthew's words of Jesus, Matthew 5, and I didn't really understand what it meant. Matthew 5, verse 3, Jesus said this. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And I thought, Jesus, what? You know, I talk to Jesus like this. I'm like, Jesus, what are you talking about? How... I'm supposed to be poor in spirit? I'm supposed to be spiritually bankrupt? No, that's not what I'm saying. If you're a Christian today, I'm not saying empty yourself of the Spirit of God. I'm saying empty yourself of you. Empty yourself of your spirit. Lay down your pride. Just let go of all that. Just long enough where you can get to the bottom, just clear all that stuff out where you can get to the bottom of your heart because God's ways are contrary to this world. God's ways are not our ways. And how that you are blessed through spiritual bankruptcy is that when we come to God, we are empty. We are broken. We are all in need of a Savior. And God has to open our eyes to let us see that we need a Savior, Mark. And when He opens our eyes to let us see, it not only changes what we see, it changes what we seek. It changes, it, it changes everything. And when, we open, and when He opens our eyes to let us see that we need a Savior, but we can't stop there. We have to go one step further and embrace what it takes to truly save us and change our life. And His name's Jesus. And with him comes the spiritual richness that you're looking for when you are broken and empty. And I sense there's some hungry, broken, empty people here at Summit Church that are ready to just pour themselves out and let God fill them today. Let God come and do what only he can do and has desired for us. So do this. Ephesians 4, in the message version again, it says, don't. Grieve God. Don't break His heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you. It's the most intimate part of your life. Making you fit for Himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. When I was a kid, um, I don't know, I, used to, I was the only child, and you know, I used to just like go wander up in the hills and hike around and daydream and talk to myself. Actually, I still do that sometimes. But I used to walk around and, you know, and I, I never did get lost, but somebody gave me just some, some good old country wisdom one time. They said, now if you ever get lost, just find a possum. 
Because you find a possum, you're going to eventually find a highway. Is this not the best message ever, Mark? How am I supposed to find a possum in the woods, right? But God's Spirit is like that God and that helper that some of you right now, you're just like, God, I don't know what to do. God, I don't know where to go. Should I move here? Should I go there? Should I take this job? Should I do this? Should I do that? You have somebody sitting in this room with you today, your friend, your guide, your advocate, your helper. Why would you ignore him one more day? He's here right now. He's here to lead you. He's here to guide you and to show you. And so I just want to invite you today, if you would, just to pray three simple prayers with me. If you would be so bold today. The first one's very simple. I'm going to ask the worship team if they would go ahead and come on up. Help me close it out today. It's just a very simple prayer. And some of you, I think you've been, you've been in this place where you're just really wondering if God is even there for me anymore. Is he even real? Never really, never really known him. I've never really experienced him. I've heard about it. Never, I've never really experienced him like that, like I hear you know, Mark or I hear other people talk about. But this first prayer is just, number one, just just say, Holy Spirit, show me. Just, Holy Spirit, just show me. Just show me, God, just show me that you're real. Show me that you're still there. Show me that you know my name, that you haven't forgotten me. Because sometimes circumstances in life, they can crowd out God, can't they? They can, they can, they can be so terrible in our life, and we can get so focused on the circumstances that we just totally forget that there is a God above those circumstances if we'll just put him there. So some of you today, I'm just inviting you to say, Lord, just show me, just show me, God, that you're real. I love this prayer from Psalm 139. I, I Honestly, I pray this prayer every day. I pray this prayer every single day. Psalm 139, David prayed this prayer. He said, God, search me. Know my heart. Test me, God. Know my anxious thoughts. If there is any offensive way in me, God, any way, any pathway of my thinking that leads to death, God, change it today and lead me in a new way, a new pathway of my thinking that leads to life. I ask God every single day, God, to search me and test me. Look at my life. Look at my thoughts. Look at everything in my life. And God, just show me what I need to do. So a couple times a year at our church, we do this thing called Serve Day. And we go out and we just kind of serve our community. We do serve projects. We we go out in the community. We go to the nursing home. We go to schools. Just have a big rally. Feed everybody Chick-fil-A. Come on, where y'all at? That's from heaven. Don't even have to pray over it. Chick-fil-A. We feed everybody Chick-fil-A, chicken biscuits. Pump them up, pray, and we go out and just serve our city all over town projects and we did that back in the spring, and I serve on the homeless shelter. We have a, we have a homeless shelter, a men's shelter in our town in Somerville, where I live, and um, there's a 15-bed there's a, a men's shelter there that we kind of help get going, and we support, and I serve on the board there. So I, I took a team over there, and, you know, we were just moving dirt, and we were just, you know, just, just doing whatever they needed that day. And I noticed this guy, he kept watching us. This guy, he just sat on the front porch, you know, and he just kept, he was kind of keeping an eye on us, you know. And so finally, I, we had a little break in action. I went over to him, and I just introduced myself. And 
His name was Jim. And I said, hey, Jim, my name's Jeff. He said, man, I appreciate what y'all are doing here today. Appreciate y'all coming and, and serving here today like this and doing this for us. I said, yeah, man, we love to do it. I said, I said uh, he said, I like it here. He said, but I like it out in the woods better. He said, I, he said, I was living in a tent out in the woods before I came here. I said, brother, you can have that. I think camping's a little brave. Maybe some of y'all like it. But here's what Jim camped in. How many of you know, I think it's the end times. We got six inches of snow in Charleston this year, y'all. Come on. I think Jesus is getting ready to come back. Camping is one thing. Camping in a six inches of snow, snowstorm, that's another thing. But Jim was out even camping in the woods, and he's like 60 years old. He's camping in the woods through this snowstorm, living out there all winter. He said, but I came here. He said, I like this place. He said, I started coughing a little bit, though. I thought I had a cold. I went to the doctor, had some tests run. He said, I don't have a cold. He said, they told me I got lung cancer. Stage four. He said, there's nothing else they can do for me. They've sent me home. And he just had the most hopeless look on his face. Some of you are facing things right now today that you don't know that there's any hope. You can't see how God's going to work it out. You're kind of staring at what Jim is staring at. And I, and, and I just said, well, Jim, I said, would you, man, would you mind if we just said a prayer with you? And I asked my son. He came over there, and the director of the house, he came over there. We just gathered around him. We just prayed for him. And I remember he just looked up at me after that. He had big tears in his eyes. And he said, you know what? He said, I guess, I guess God's got a different plan for my life. Some of you may be here today, and your plan and God's plan don't seem to be lining up. And that moment was significant because the director came back to me, and he told me later, he said, Jeff, he said, you don't know what that, what that meant, that moment, that prayer with that guy. He said, because that is the first time that he has ever let anybody pray with him. He doesn't believe in God. But now he's facing something that the world can't fix. And he needs God. And maybe you're, you're there today. Maybe you're staring at the end of your life. Maybe, maybe you don't know what's around the corner and you just know that you need God. That the Holy Spirit is starting to show you. And I had prayed that morning. I said, God, just use me today. Just show me. Just show me, God, how you want to use me today. And it led me to that man, and it led me to that moment, and maybe God's led you to this moment here right now. Can I share something with you? I wasn't supposed to be here this morning. Mark didn't even know this until I told him this morning when he came in. I had already agreed to preach in Lexington this morning at another church. And I started thinking about it, you know, and I was like, Man, I'm on vacation. I don't want to work. I don't want to preach. I can do that anytime. I want to. I want to sit in a recliner. I want to ride the pontoon boat. I want to relax. I don't want to preach. I'd already agreed to preach there, though. So I mustered up the courage to call the church and tell them, "I'm sorry, man. I just want to rest. I, I gave them a month's notice, but I, I just want to. I just want a vacation." Two days later, Mark Combs, beep 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 beep. Hey, man, you coming to Hazard? Because you know when you read Mark's text, you got to talk like Mark when you read them. <laughs> Fifteen exclamation points, fire, fire, fire. 
I'm like, God, what's up? So I agreed to come today. And all I'm just saying is that I'm here for a reason today and you're here for a reason. This is your moment. Don't miss it. God wants to show you something today. He wants to show you how much he loves you. And if you just pray that prayer, and then I just invite you to pray one more prayer. If you can go there, just say, Holy Spirit, change me. I know change is scary. I know we don't like change. I know change is hard. But can I tell you uh, that, that if, if you're a teenager today, if you're in your 20s, if you're in your 30s, you have a blank check for your future. And I wish somebody had told me this when I was in my 20s to just ask God to take my life and do whatever he wanted to do with it. Just change me, mold me, shape me, just do whatever you want to do in my life, God. Some of you, 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 you sense God is shaping you right now. <laughs> if you're young, you've got that. If you're, if you're not young, but you're young at heart, can I say it like that? I can give you a lot of things today. We could take up an offer and we can give you money. We can give you houses and land and cars, but we can't give you one moment of your life back. What's one moment of your life worth? And today I'm just inviting you to be bold just to take one step. Don't have to do it all today. Don't have to change completely. You just come to Jesus just like you are, wherever you are, and you just play this last prayer. Just say, Holy Spirit, show me, change me. Fill me. Fill me, God, in your spirit. Doesn't matter how old you are. So you're, oh, I can't change, Jeff. I'm just too old. I just set my ways. I just, I can't, I can't change. It's impossible. The Bible says with God, all things are possible. And if you'll just be bold enough or crazy enough or whatever you want to call it to believe Him today, and if I'm crazy enough to believe that a man died and God raised him up from the dead, I'm crazy enough to believe every promise that's in that Bible. Every one of them. Believe them all. And even if you're, even if you're way up in years and in the twilight of your life, you may be facing a death sentence. You may be, doctors have said there's nothing more they can do. There was a man who hung right next to Jesus, a thief on the cross. He was dying as he spoke these words. He said this. He said, Jesus, I believe in you. He said, remember when you come into your kingdom. And that's all you have to say. It's all you have to pray today. Jesus, I need you. I want you. Save me. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And we can get all out of whack about this whole Holy Spirit thing, do, what's filled with the Spirit, what's it mean, what's Pentecostal, do we speak in tongues, we can get all tangled up in all of that, I can tell you that the best prayer I ever prayed after I asked Jesus to save me was to fill me with His Spirit, and I'm thankful today to be Spirit-filled, Holy Spirit-baptized, I'm thankful for all the blessings and the gifts that come with that, but can I be honest with you today, it doesn't make me better than any one of you or anybody else in this world. Being filled with the Holy Spirit doesn't make me better than you, but it makes me better than me. If you want to be the very best version of you, if you want to live God's purpose for your life with His power fueling you today, I just invite you to pray these simple prayers. Would you bow your heads with me? I'm going to ask us all just to stand up. Would you just go ahead and stand 
I just sense God's love here today. With every head bowed right now, I just want to pray for you. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit that's here right now. Thank you that you love us so much. Father, I pray for courage right now, for people to take steps, for people to trust you, for people to surrender their lives to you, God, wherever they are. God, I pray for you to fill people with your spirit. Lord, refresh them. Some of you today, you're here today, and you know you've drifted away from God. You need to come home today. You need to come back. God's waiting. He's here. His arms are wide open. No judgment, no condemnation. He just says, come back. Get close to me. Get close to me again. Get close to me again. Come back. I'm right here. Been with you the whole time. Some of you have never prayed this prayer. Some of you have never just said, God, I'm sorry. Some of you have never said, God, forgive me. You know, some of you have never called on the name of the Lord. Now's your moment to do that. With every head bowed, every eye closed right now, I just want to help you with the words. I'm going to say a prayer. I'm not going to single you out. I'm not going to ask you to come down front. I'm not going to point you out or embarrass you in any way. But if you just want to be included in that prayer, if you sense that God's love it's tugging at your heart right now. That God's spirit is here. You feel that right now. You want to be just included in that prayer today. Would you just lift up your hand right now? Just let me see your hand. That's you. God bless you. Yes. God, fill me with your spirit. Lord, I need you today. You God bless you. Yes. Yes. Who else today? My hands going up everywhere. Fill me with your spirit today. God, fill me with your spirit. God bless you. Yes. Yes. Who else? Back there. I see you. Awesome. Awesome. Right here. Awesome. Just trust him that God fill me. I need you. I want to be filled with you, God. Show me. Change me. Yeah, it's awesome. It's good. Fill me, Lord. Just whisper this prayer. Just whisper this prayer from your heart. Just say, Father, forgive me for not trusting you, for doing it in my own strength, for not believing you. Give me grace right now. Give me strength. Put faith in my heart to believe you for every promise that you've spoken over my life. Church, right now, just for those of you that want to receive, just, just lift up your hands right now. Just open your hands. Just lift up your hands and worship all over this place. Just say, Lord, I receive your spirit. I thank you for filling me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for changing me. I belong to you. Thank you for setting me free. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Can we put our hands together? Celebrate all those people. Awesome. So here's what I want to say. I just want to sing this song. I just want you all to just to pray. Some of you, if you want to come down to the altar right now, some of you just come and pray. We've got people here that, are, that would love to pray for you, pray with you today. We just want to open up the altars right now. They're going to do this song. I just invite some of you to come today. Just come down and pray into this message today. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin. Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink 
from the well Jesus is calling Oh come to the altar the Father's arms are open wide forgiveness was born with the precious blood of Jesus Christ leave behind your regrets and mistakes come today there's no reason to wait Jesus is calling Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy. From the ashes a new life is born. Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was born. blood of Jesus Christ oh come to the altar the Father's arms are open wide forgiveness was born with the precious blood of Jesus Christ Sing this out. Oh, what a Savior. Isn't he wonderful? Sing hallelujah. Christ is risen. Bow down before him. For
cross as you wait for the crown. Tell the world of the treasure you found. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for your spirit today, God. God, we pray right now. God, we want more of your spirit, Father. God, we want more of you. Help us to lay everything down. Everything, God. Not some things. And let's hang on to these few things we keep tucked tucked inside us, God. Help us to lay it all down to you this morning. God, I give it to you. I give you everything that hidden deep down in my heart, God. Just bless us, Father. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I just wanted to thanks, thank Jeff and his family again for, for joining us today and for, uh, for filling in for Mark and bringing such a wonderful message. Um, I sure got a blessing for it. I got to listen to it twice this morning, so so I got an extra blessing. But now is the time of our service for our offering. So if all of our ushers will get into place. And so while they are while they are getting in place, um, today our, our youth came back from a trip to Kings Island. So when you guys give, um, it's it's able to make things like that happen so that um, so that our youth can go and spend some time together and they can worship together and they can grow together and so um, when you guys give it's it's changing their lives it's changing our area it's changing the world would you pray with me Lord I thank you um, for such a wonderful day today Lord for everybody that's in this room Lord I thank you for um, for everybody that's giving today whether it be right here whether it be online or through the app Lord Lord I know that that you are working in their heart and you are working in their life Lord and that um, that you are going to show them Lord that that what they are giving back to you is is changing other people it's changing this area it's changing the world Lord I just pray that that you will bless this offering and that you will do things with it that that we cannot even imagine. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So while the guys are taking up the offering, there's just a couple things that I want to talk to you guys about. This Wednesday night, we are starting back our midweek services. So it will be this Wednesday night at 6. If you guys have never taken part of that, then I would encourage you to, to make plans to do that this Wednesday. It's much more laid back. It's real interactive. Mark, um... Mark asks questions, and we get to answer. And this week, we're going to do a potluck. So you get to bring your favorite dish. We'll get to eat. We'll get to fellowship together. And um, and I think that we'll all have a wonderful time, and we'll sure get a blessing out of it. If today is your first time with us, remember that we have a free gift for you. If you dumped your card into the, to the basket already, then... Just walk out there to the welcome area and tell Melanie that it's your first time and she's going to give you that free gift. If today's your second time, we have a free gift for you as well. So make sure that you take that opportunity to go out there and get that. And that's it. You guys are dismissed. <laughs>